Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball. From Maine to San Diego, talking softball. Manningly and Canseco. Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking Homer. Ozzy and the straw. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Hey, you know who's talking softball right now? Matt Carpenter of the St. Louis Cardinals. Holy crap, where did this guy come from? Out of nowhere. I think May 15th he was hitting 165 with three homers, something like that. Now he's up to 33? Are you kidding me? What is going on with this guy? See, this is actually Mr. Carpenter. The reason I'm talking about him on a stock show, on an econ show, on a news and current event show is because he reminds me of why I love the non-scientific parts of life. You know, don't get me wrong. I love that we have math. I love that we have perfect logical answers to certain things, but I'm endlessly fascinated by the things that don't have perfect answers. Like, that's why I really like looking at comedy, for instance. I love the Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee show on Netflix. I love hearing Jerry Seinfeld and all these brilliant people who are way funnier than I'll ever be and just hearing their process and hearing what they think makes something funny and just the completely unscientific and yet really, really interesting thought process that goes into making people laugh. Along those lines, I think sports is a lot like that too, and certainly the stock market is as well. In fact, that's just a huge part of all of our lives. We have to move forward and sort of reach around in the dark and try to try to figure out where we're going in the future, even though none of us actually know what's going to happen in the future. And despite that, we're forced to make decisions every single day. That's one of the reasons why I call this endeavor everybody trades because again even if you don't actually trade a stock or maybe you're even an infant or something you're going to make your preferences known even as an infant even as a child you're going to spit out food that you don't like and your parents are then going to make decisions based on that the point is we all have a limited amount of time on this planet and we have to make decisions about what's best going forward Now, sometimes that's a really difficult process. My argument has always been that it should be up to all of us individually and not some central authority that should be guiding our decisions. Now, what does Matt Carpenter have to do with any of this? Well, again, let's look at his career really quickly. This isn't a big baseball point here, so if you don't want to follow along with this too closely, no big deal. But if you'd like to, Go to Fangraphs.com, pull up Matt Carpenter's page. Just do that really quickly. Now what you'll see is Matt Carpenter's first full season with the St. Louis Cardinals in the big leagues was in 2012. In that season, he hit six home runs in 114 games. The next two seasons, he hit 11 and 8. But each year he hit, you know, 300 280, 290, something like that in there. 
for all of those years, including the last three, he's hit about the same average. But the difference is, come 2015, suddenly Matt Carpenter started hitting more fly balls. That explains why his home run total, he had a career high of 28. Well, then the previous, the next two years after that, I should say, he hit 21 and 23. But last year, he saw his batting average plummet pretty good from what it had usually been. His career average was about 280. Previous year, he hit 241. Now he's looking like a guy who may be aging. He may be a guy who, as a left-handed hitter, who hits the ball on the ground occasionally, he might be suffering from the shift, the tendency of modern teams to keep shifting their defense over to the right side of the infield, which has now become made being a left-handed hitter, which has traditionally been an advantage, it's now a disadvantage. So again, back to early May. Matt Carpenter was looking like he was maybe hitting his way out of the league. And now all of a sudden, he's become Barry Bonds adjacent in 2001. What's the deal? What changed? Well, frankly, I'm not sure. I just know that Matt Carpenter is hitting the ball incredibly well. And I don't know anybody on the planet who in May could have possibly predicted any of this. But guess what? It's happening. And last night, you got great moments like this out of nowhere. 1-1. Carpenter with a drive. In the left center. At the wall. Gone. It's gone. Three-run homer. Carpenter. Wow. Wow. Again, we're talking... This is mid-August here, and Matt Carpenter has 33 home runs. We're 114 games in. Again, 114 games into 2012, Matt Carpenter had six home runs. Now, obviously, he's changed his approach since then. Again, he's hitting a lot more fly balls. But once again, how could this? who could have seen this 32-year-old guy suddenly having the greatest year he's ever had in his entire life? Again, we're talking baseball here. This is as, about as good of a... That's about as close as putting two men in a vacuum as you can get in terms of athletics. You've got one pitcher. You've got one hitter. You'd think we could figure this stuff out statistically. But no, even baseball is still wildly unpredictable because human beings are wildly unpredictable. One of the big things that changed with Matt Carpenter is his previous manager, Mike Matheny, was trying to get him to bat third in the lineup. Well, for whatever reason, and this is borne out with statistics, apparently Matt Carpenter is not comfortable hitting third in the lineup. Now that he's hitting first, now suddenly he's freaking Barry Bonds adjacent once again. Now, why, why does that make sense? I don't know. If you assume that Matt Carpenter is a robot and not a human being, it actually doesn't make any sense. But that's the thing, though. Matt Carpenter's a human being just like the rest of us. And for whatever reason, he just feels more comfortable hitting first. It's inexplicable other than that. that's just the way he feels. Are feelings inexplicable? Sometimes they are, but they, they are what they are. And they certainly affect our actions. And that's the most important thing. And baseball, just like the stock market, is incredibly fluid, too. Just as people are texting me, asking me if Matt Carpenter is an MVP candidate today, 
a few months ago in mid-May, back when Matt Carpenter looked like he may be playing his way out of the league, people are asking me if Tommy Pham, the Cardinals outfielder, was going to be an MVP candidate. Well, now he's no longer a Cardinals outfielder. He's a Tampa Bay Rays outfielder after going through a vicious slump. Obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me online at everybodytrades.com, you'll know I've changed my mind over this time period on many things as well. You know, I the other just the other day, I decided rather quickly to bail on my Dropbox position. Well, if you look at the action the last two days, right now I'm happy with that choice. But again, we'll, we'll see where we're at in a month or two, or where we are, I should say. Sorry, I need to stop saying where we're at. That is a terrible, terrible thing to say. Anyway, I digress. The point is, you have to be fluid in this game. You're, you can't be married to anything. Like yes, on yesterday's show, I was talking about possibly getting into Ulta Beauty. Well, I, I still like Ulta Beauty, but I was hoping the market would take another slight downturn today. But instead, the market went up, and Ulta was up about a percentage point, too. Again, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer, see if we can't get a better price. That's just my feeling on the whole thing. But this is all subjective, and I could regret that in a month or in a day, in a week. We'll see. Finally, one thing I just want to rant on really quickly. One thing that's always bothered me about the news in general and just sort of elitist-minded people I've noticed, particularly in Washington politics is they seem to love to change the pronunciation of things occasionally. I, I don't know who sends up this bat signal, but I'm absolutely convinced that it happens. The first time I noticed this was sometime in the 2000s, or maybe it was the 90s, but I believe it was the 2000s. A bunch of people decided that even though we've been calling Iraq and Iran, or Iran and Iraq, and now I don't even know which one it is. The point is that somebody decided at some point that, no, the smart people, we say Iran, not Iran, or whatever it was. Well, fast forward to today, I swear to goodness, I just noticed the other day on CNBC, suddenly all the people on the panel, I believe it was on Squawk on the Street, they were all pronouncing what I've previously heard as President Chinese President Xi Jinping, they're now pr- pronouncing it President Xi. I'm like, wait a second, what? It's now Xi? And it's, I swear, it's all suddenly in unison. And why, instead of me babbling on about it, let's take a listen. This is today from, I believe it was Bloomberg? I'm not even sure. Who cares? It was from today. Just take my word for it. Here's a sound bite. There are political pressures there, too, uh, from inside on President Xi. Okay, did you hear that pronunciation? Let's hear it one more time. Let's hear President Xi. President Xi. President Xi. President Xi. Okay, that was Xi, right? We're hearing that? Okay, that was from today. Okay, well, this is from ABC News from April 6th, 2017, a little bit over one year ago. Greeting the leader of the country, he's previously called our enemy. Chinese President Xi Jinping. Now, did we hear that? Chinese President Xi Jinping. Let's just let's hear it a few more times, just so we know I'm not nuts. President Xi Jinping. President Xi Jinping. President Xi Jinping. Did we hear that? 
President Xi Jinping, not President Xi. President Xi. President Xi Jinping. President Xi. Now, I know I'm not going crazy here. I realize that playing the soundbite over and over again maybe doesn't help my not crazy take, but give the guy a break. You see, what what is with these people? They need to change the pronunciation of some Chinese dude's name? First of all, I don't care what President Xi or Xi, I don't really care how you pronounce his name. Screw that guy, first of all. Second of all, screw all of you who are constantly trying to change this stuff in order to correct and one-up people, as if that's some sort of brilliant way to prove that you're above me intellectually. Guess what? Screw your Carnegie Foundation. The man's name is, the family's name is Carnegie. Why is it now the Carnegie Foundation? Anyway, that's my silly rant. No more with this president. President Xi. Or President Xi Jinping. Either way, I don't care. That's it for today's podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening to this silliness as usual. I really enjoy it. Hope you do too. Have a good one. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. But she always knows her place. She's got style, she's got grace. She's a